0: It's In The Loft with Jonathan and Kelly Parrish, and we are back for Episode 3. Hello. It's been a few days. Yep. But it's time to do it again.
1: We're excited.
0: I love to get on here and talk to people, and you know, um, the only way we know they hear us is if they give us some feedback. That's right. We've got a lot of good feedback over the past week and a half or two since we started this, and we want more feedback. Yes,
1: let us know that you're listening.
0: So, if you're listening, and I know you are because I've seen the numbers and I've seen the reports, so I need you to I need you to give us a five star rating. I need you to give us some positive feedback. You might be listening on um, the YouTube channel, iTunes
1: in the loftpodcast.com
0: in the loft com, as well as Google Play we're now on Google Play right that's new since we were here last so we are out there and uh we need you to share the broadcast tell people about the broadcast and for those that have responded and followed and there's a lot of you thank you and uh keep it up because the more you tell people the more we're able to get the word out and that's what we want to do yes we want to we want to inform, we want to help you maybe uh, think about something from everything that we talk about from a different perspective, and we want you to feel like you have a little 20 or 30 minute break from your day. Yes,
1: something to get your mind rested and powered up and fired up.
0: I, I love podcasts. I like. I do
1: too. I love them so much.
0: I like to go find one that is out of, you know, what I've been thinking about. Get yeah. me Thinking about something else. If I've been watching a lot of news one day, I don't want to think about the news anymore.
1: Right. Let's, I love to put my, my earbuds in and go on a walk and listen to a podcast. Gets me through the whole walk. And before I know it, I'm in shape. And I've listened to something really interesting. <laughs>
0: there you go. Love it. So. All right. We are going to talk about something today that Kelly has come up with and that she has felt like we would, um, that you would benefit if we talk about it. So what are we going to talk about?
1: All right. Well, we're going to talk about today remembering the faithfulness of God. And the reason that this has been stirring in my spirit is because when we go through things and we have big things standing in our way or things that we have to face, it always helps when we remember something that God has brought us through in the past. And I came upon a few scriptures about that. And my, actually my favorite one is Daniel four, two and three, which says, I thought it good to declare the signs and wonders that the most high God has worked for me. How great are his signs and how mighty his wonders. His kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and his dominion is from generation to generation. And You know, I we tell our kids stories a lot of times about what the Lord's done for us in the past, miracles that God has performed in in our lives or in our parents' lives. And when we begin to to think about the things that God has done, especially when we're up against something else, and we think about, you know, this was a huge thing in our life, but God totally did a miracle. God totally came through. Even in the middle of it, when you think, I don't know if he's listening. I don't know if anything's changing. I don't know if I'm sinking or if God is going to do anything about this. Then when you get to the end of it and the victory comes, you can look back and you can see he was in it the whole time. You know what I'm saying? Right. And so this is just one thing that the Lord's been stirring in my heart, that it is good to declare the signs and wonders that the Most High God has worked for me. So in the middle of something, that we may be facing, it is good to declare what he's already done before and say, God, I know that I'm facing something right now and I should be scared and I should be worried, but I'm not going to be because I can sit here and think about how many times throughout my life you have come through every time. He's always brought victory. He's always been there. He's always supported. He's always listened and answered prayers.
0: Right, and David, what you're... Right along the lines that you're uh, speaking of there, David looked back and remembered, you know what? Yeah, he did. There was a bear, and there was a lion. That's right. And I was all alone, and I was in the middle of you know, the field, and it was just me and the sheep, and I have to stand and defend what's threatening the yeah. flock. Mm-hmm. And he, he, with the power of God inside of him, won that battle when he was standing alone. Yes. So now he stands before a giant and he could remember back what you're saying. He could remember back. That's so good. Look what I look look what God did through me before. Look what God brought me out of before and if he did it then, he's going to do it now.
1: Yeah. And you know that was a preparation for him. That was preparation when he was in the field fighting the bear and the lion. Right. That was preparation for what he was going to go through later. And so what we've been through before We've prayed through, we've, we've fasted, we've waited, we've done the things that we're supposed to do to get the answer, and we've seen that victory happen. That was preparation for things that we will go through in the future so that we know his faithfulness.
0: That's right. And when we're talking about looking back, um, you know, you think, well, you know, we're not supposed to look back. We don't need to look back. Remember Lot's wife. Yeah. That's a different situation. Right. Lot's wife wanted to look back on the sin and the filth and the garbage that God was bringing them I'm out of. of. Yes, and when God brings you out of something, you don't look back. You don't. If you have it, if you have it in your heart to go back, then really you're still there. Right. And so this is a different situation. Right. We're not speaking of looking back on things that you know. And sometimes we do. Sometimes you know. I've I've heard people who just want to dwell so much on their past, almost to the point that they glorify the past. You need to give God glory for what he brought you out of. But don't glorify the sin and don't glorify the things that, the filth that you were in or that any of us were in. God brought us out of that. So we don't ever look back in the sense of, I want to go back there. And that's what Lot's wife was doing. She was looking back because she wanted to go back into that. She wanted, wasn't sure if she really wanted to leave that place. But when you stand facing a mountain, a giant, when you stand facing something that is bigger than you, you always need to look back at what God has already done. I always think of it as this. It's like a propeller on a boat. The propeller has to be in the back. And it's what pushes you forward. We just
1: told Keaton about that the other day.
0: We did. We had that conversation.
1: He said that little, there was a a boat in front of us on the street. And he said that little bitty propeller is what moves that huge boat. Yeah. He said, yeah, that's it.
0: Just that, I don't know, eight inch propeller moves that 25 foot boat. Or I don't know, I might have the numbers exactly right. But if there's enough power that's generated for that propeller to move, it will push that boat forward, the powers in the back pushing it forward. And that's that's how the miracles and the things you just read about, the signs and the wonders and the miracles that that God has done in our life, it's those things that we've been through. They're behind us, yes, and we're never going back to the trial again. But we can always look back and say, Lord, if you brought me through that, right, that's I right. know you'll bring me through this because even though it's behind me, you're still going to use it to push me. Right. And it's pushing me forward because why would we ever want to make it past the giant to turn around and fight the giant again? Again, right. You now, when David took the giant, David took Goliath down, it says that he took his head off. I mean, this is pretty morbid, but let's just get down into it. He took the sword of Goliath and took Goliath's head off of his shoulders.
1: Right. He took the enemy's own weapon.
0: He took the weapon that was sharpened to destroy himself. That weapon was sharpened to take David, David out. down. Yeah. That weapon was sharpened to take down David himself. But instead, David took something that was bigger than him. See, he didn't. He didn't need that obviously to, to fight. He he just needed a a stone and a and a slingshot and the power of God that was inside of him. And he took down some Goliath who's so much bigger than him. Mm -hmm. And then he stopped it and completely took the head off. And that's what we need to do, I think. And there's probably people listening to this podcast. And maybe you struggle with your past. Maybe you struggle like Lot's wife and want to look back and maybe I want to go back. God's brought you out of it. He's brought you through it. Take the head off of that. That's right. I mean, get serious and begin to declare, I'm not going back. But my testimony that is behind me is going to push me forward. Because here's the bottom line. We're either moving forward into where God's taking us, or we are going back to where God has brought us out of. That's true. There's really no idol. There's no neutral.
1: Right. Well, the Israelites did that all the time. Every time they faced another uh, obstacle, in their, in their wilderness, they would look backwards and say, well, God should have just left us in Egypt. We should have just stayed in Egypt, or we should have, should have just stayed in the wilderness. We could have been better off you know, right. with the Egyptian Egyptians. And they forgot to remember the faithfulness of God throughout those years that they went around and around and around that mountain. And God would, would always say, those people, after all of the wonders and signs and miracles I've done for them, after all that I've brought them, them through they still grumble and complain and they still will not look at me as faithful and so that's why i see these verses and i'm like lord i i want to check my heart and say am i giving you the glory for all of your faithfulness through the years and you there's a song that that i sing at church um called goodness of god and it talks about the faithfulness of god and i always say that is my testimony that he's been faithful to me through my whole entire life. Every single time he's never, ever failed me. Never once, no. never. And so when something else comes up, if you, if you're tempted to complain and say, why me? Why this? Why do I have to go th- through this? Then you go back and you feed on his faithfulness. Psalm 37, three says, feed on his faithfulness. You literally have that as your um, sustenance to, um, to stay strong where you need to be for whatever you're facing. Because if you feed on his faithfulness, then it's really, really hard to complain. It's really, really hard to, to grumble and get mad at God and say, why me? Why me? When you know, you can just look back and say, God, you have always been faithful. And I know in this situation, you're going to be faithful. I may not see what's going on in, under the surface, I may not see you working at this moment, but I know you're working, and I know I'm gonna look back and say, "Oh, that's what he was doing All right because we can always see it clearer in the end. And I, I want to share a little story. This happened to me about three years ago. Um, we had been through a really rough time in our lives, and I was driving down the highway and I was getting I was merging onto the highway. And I was looking in my rearview mirror because there was a car right behind me and a semi coming up behind me too. I was in the clear in front of them, but I was looking and watching them get closer and closer and closer. And I thought, oh my goodness, they're going to hit, they're going to hit, they're going to crash. And I was so concerned about what was going on behind me. And when I looked forward, God said, I give you permission to quit looking in the rearview mirror. Look ahead, and so I looked in front of me. You know, I, I was driving, so I had to get my eyes on the road in front of me. But when I looked in front of me, I saw this clear path. The sun was shining, there was no one in front of me. It was just a perfect, beautiful day, straight road. You know, I was on a good path, and God just began to speak to me, and He said, You can't fix what's in the rearview mirror. You can't do anything about what is in the rearview. What's already happened, what's what you've already been through. Yes. So quit dwelling on that and look forward. And it's funny because the Lord used that word permission. I give you permission to look forward and quit looking in the rearview mirror because that's kind of my personality. Like if somebody gives me permission to do it, then I'm like, "Okay, then it's settled." And at that moment, it was just settled in my heart. That I could move forward and move on from that, even though it was over, but there was still a little pain there or whatever. But God gave me permission to look forward and go forward. And I believe that that if we begin to talk about His wonder, wondrous works, if we begin to to talk about His faithfulness and say it, tell somebody, tell your husband or your wife or your children. And you know that Scripture says, "From generation to generation." When we talk about the faithfulness of God throughout our lives, and let our children hear that. Then they are learning that God was always faithful to my mom and dad. God was always faithful to my grandparents, so I know He's going to be faithful to me, and that just builds such a wonderful foundation for even our kids.
0: That's right. That's right. So, um, as as you're talking about that, I'm thinking, you know, your your um, example that you gave, how that you're looking in the mirror, in the rearview mirror, to see what was going on behind you, right, and. If we're not careful, that can be the most dangerous thing so we dangerous. do. So dangerous, Because you, w- you will be looking at what's behind you and there will be an, an accident in front of you. Yeah. and You can't control, we can't control what's behind us, but we can control what we do and where we go going forward. And so if we're not looking ahead, we'll miss... Opportunities, right? And we'll drive right into the worst uh, in the in the vehicle of life. We'll drive right into the worst situations and really wreck our lives because we're too busy looking back. Mm-hmm. And there's for sure. all of us. Here's the thing: for all of us, there's there's failures where not where God's failed us, but where we've failed God. There's missed opportunities. There's things we've lost. There's things that have been stolen from us. There's injustices in our life where somebody owes us something, somebody, somebody um, you know, did us wrong. And if we don't let God help us, let go of those things, we're missing every blessing that lies in front of us. And that's what we're talking about today. Remember the faithfulness of God. Even though we come through some junk, all of us, and sure. we've come through some battles if we will look at his faithfulness, we'll realize that he's faithful today and tomorrow, just like he was faithful then. So don't just keep your eyes on what's behind you, but look at what he where he is now. In the gospels it says it's recorded in one of the gospels whenever we know the story that Jesus was was walking on the water in the middle of a storm. They're in a boat and the waves were were boisterous and and they were convinced, the disciples were convinced they were going under. Right. And one gospel records it this way. It says that Jesus would have passed them by. He would have passed them by. Had someone in the boat not been looking ahead and not been looking for Jesus in the storm, then he would have just passed on by. They would have missed their opportunity to get free and probably would have surely died. Yeah. And how many times do we get in storms – And we don't see where God is in the storm because God, he loves us so much that he won't spoil us. Mm -hmm. He'll come close to us, but then he says, draw near to me. Right. And he'll get within uh, a a distance where we can approach him. But he wants to know, are you going to come to me? That's so good. He was walking on the water in another passage. Jesus was walking on the water and Peter wanted to walk on the water. So, Or Peter wanted to be with Jesus, which meant he wanted to walk on the water. So in order to get where Jesus was, he had to step out of his comfort zone and the only place of safety that he did have in the storm and step into the realm of impossibility because he knew God was faithful. And it all boils down to where you keep your focus or your eyes. Yes. And, and Peter had to keep his eyes on Jesus or he began to sink. Right. We have to keep our eyes on where God is taking us and don't get locked in, like you said, to what's behind us. Don't get locked into the rearview mirror. There's nothing we can do about it.
1: Right. Psalm 105 says it's 105 in verse two, sing to him, sing psalms to him, talk of his wondrous works, glory in his holy name. Let the hearts of those rejoice who seek the Lord, seek the Lord in his strength, seek his face forevermore. Remember his marvelous works, which he has done, his wonders and the judgments of his mouth. O seed of Abraham, his ser- servant, you children of Jacob, his chosen ones. I love that. So good. It's so good.
0: Remember
1: his marvelous works.
0: Remember. You know, to, to, um, to remember something requires a certain amount of intentionality and discipline You know, when I wake up in the day, I've got reminders on my phone. And and I have, as you know, I have have a pretty good memory. Yes, you do. And um, I don't often even need those reminders. But I have reminders on my phone because I've set every possible uh, level of protection to make sure these two things or these three things I'm not going to forget. Right. And that's because today I'll be very intentional about what I want to make sure I remember tomorrow what do that's i good. what do i need to make sure is important and i've got to choose to remember and dwell on that and if we don't remember and dwell on that then we totally miss it and that's why in the scriptures i pulled a few of them up here but there's several scriptures that re- basically emphasizes the importance of not just remembering his word but speaking his word and thinking on his word and hear and hearing his word uh, Psalms 19 and 14 says, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. Psalms 34:13 says, keep your tongue from speaking evil and your lips from telling lies. So in other words, you better speak the word yes. and not speak lies and evil and wicked things. So That's right. what we hear, what we speak is going to determine where our focus is with our eyes. The Word says throughout the Scripture in in the New Testament, who has ears to hear, let him hear what the Spirit has to say. So real fast, I'm just kind of throwing something else in that we could um, focus on another podcast, is if we're going to do what we've been talking about, we have to use all our spiritual senses. That's good. In order to stay focused on his faithfulness, you better make sure you're speaking the right thing. And that you're not speaking the wrong thing. Right. You better make sure you're using your spiritual ears to hear what God is saying. And, you better ha- and we better keep our eyes focused on the right thing because that's what determines what you see, determines what you think. That's and right. the, you know the old saying, seeing is believing. Yeah. If you will see through the spirit realm, you'll see the big angels that are standing there fighting for you. Oh, that's so good. But if you just look through the natural realm, You're just going to see the threat. Yeah, I believe David. I believe David had spiritual eyes. Oh yeah, I know he did. He was a man after God's own heart. Yeah. Can you imagine? He knew. It's not just me facing this bear, and this lion. I've said it this way before. Whenever he released that stone from his slingshot, from his sling, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I don't. It wasn't his skill that had anything to do with it it was his obedience to just release it i think he probably could have aimed it the wrong direction and god yeah, i do too god would have redirected mm-hmm. that thing right where it needed yes, to go because it, it had nothing to do with his skill and his ability but it was his his knowledge of the faithfulness of god yes that i'm going to do this and 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 they tried to you know saul come and said well you're going to have to have you know this armor you're you're going to have to have my armor and And when he put on the armor of the world and man's armor and man's technology and all this, he couldn't even function. Right. He was paralyzed by man's wisdom.
1: Yeah, that's so good.
0: And we have to be careful because man's wisdom will mess you
1: up. It will. That's right.
0: And either we're going to walk in the spirit or we're not. It says in the book of Galatians that if you walk in the spirit, then you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. And that's not just sin. Of course, that's sin, but that's also what else does your flesh want to do? It, it, your flesh does not want to believe God. Right. Your flesh does not want to look through your spiritual eyes. Your flesh does not want to believe that I can defeat this giant and I can defeat right. this bear. Your flesh doesn't want to believe that. No. But if you walk in the Spirit, it's easy to stay focused on the faithfulness
1: of oh God. God. That's so good. That's so good. And I, you know, I'm sitting here thinking as you're talking about, you know, when you, when you talk about the Holy Spirit. He always comes. When you start speaking about the Holy Spirit, you know how he just comes in the room. It's Here like he he's comes. so attracted to that and then at you know all of a sudden you just feel the presence of the Lord so strong and and you just you just know he's there and you can feel him in every fiber of your being. Well, that is the way it is with the faithfulness of God too. Yes. Don't you know that yes. that you know you're talking about David and and I'm thinking of like the three Hebrew Hebrew children, you know, the things that they had to face, they had to be thinking and speaking about the faithfulness of God. Like, I don't know how this is going to be okay, but I know that God is faithful. It just is. I know that he's here right now. I know his angels are here. I don't know how that we are not going to get killed in this situation, yeah. but I know that my God is faithful. I know what he's done before. And like you said, just seeing in the spirit realm, you know, they had to be seeing in the spirit realm to be as courageous as they were. They had to be feeding on the faithfulness of God and talking about God's wondrous works. Right. That wasn't their first rodeo. You know, it wasn't the first time they had believed God for something right. and seen Him come through. They knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that God was going to come through. And, you know, there's a scripture that says the people who know their God will be strong and do exploits they have if you know your god and how how do we know him we know him by spending time with him by serving him for years and years by and maybe you just became a christian maybe you have weeks you know in your in your relationship with god so far but you can see the faithfulness of god and you know him you know his character you know who he is you know that he comes through you know that he's the same yesterday today and forever, and so you will be strong and do exploits.
0: That's right. That's exactly right, because he's so faithful. He's never failed before. Why would he fail now? Amen. So whatever you're going through, wherever you're listening to us, um, whether this is, you know, maybe this is an old podcast by the time you get a hold of it, but I believe whoever's listening to this right now, it's because God brought you to it, and it's because God wanted you to, to focus for just... 25, 30 minutes on the faithfulness of God. And if he's done it before, and if he's done it for anyone else, he'll do it for us. Yes, so it's good. It's just the the taking that risk. One of these days we'll do a whole podcast on risk. Yeah. And it's taking that, but it's taking that risk to dare to believe God. That's right. And if you'll just believe him, the, the word says, That faith is basically like a mustard—just the faith of a mustard seed is enough to move mountains. It doesn't take much. Right. If you'll just take that one step of faith, you'll find you'll take the next one and the next one and the next one. And if you keep your eyes on him, you'll do it exactly like, like we talked about a while ago, like Peter. You'll begin to walk on the water. Yeah. We can do the impossible. Why? Because of the faithfulness of God. So good. Well, it's been fun.
1: Yes, it has.
0: Our time is up, but we will be back, and we'll be back soon. Share the broadcast. Get the word out. Let somebody know. Don't forget to subscribe on whatever platform you're watching on. And share it, please. Share, share, share. Yes. This has been In the Loft with Jonathan and Kelly Parrish. Thank you for joining us. We will see you next time. Next
1: time.
0: In the Loft.